0: You are listening to the Post Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 189, covering Homefront and Paradise Lost with Kevin Lynch.
1: Friends, we're back this time. It is Flonk who is with us.
2: Yep. Hello. Yeah.
1: As, working our way through the Lynch boys yep as as we uh alluded to last week he stole the like the greatest episodes right away from his brother who wanted to do it yep <laughs>
2: it's a nice work there
1: these are probably planned <laughs> was it was it a coup yes exactly a coup d'etat the thing is i matt looking through your notes you still can't mm-hmm. spell o'brien or changeling but you can spell coup d'etat yep what the hell, man! It's the, it's
0: I'm the complicated. French Canadian coming out.
1: I guess.
2: I'm a complicated man.
1: No one understands you, but your woman. That's right. Oh well, I'll have to call Mal and see what. Uh, you do that. What the deal is? I'm sure, she'd be glad to hear from you. All right. Always nice to hear from a woman. <laughs> so, would you guys say that these are the best episodes we have seen so far?
2: I would definitely say that these yeah, are the voyages of the Starship
1: Enterprise. I would I, not say I that at all. Say that. No. No, I, no I, these, think, the, I think we've reached a whole new, like, level here. Like, seriously, this is, the, uh, like, taking things to a whole new place. Mm,
0: these are the most Deep Space 90 episodes we've seen so far. Yes, yep. definitely. Like,
1: uh, someone he mentioned, uh, I was talking to somebody about that I'm watching these episodes, and he's like, yeah, the two episodes that couldn't happen until Gene Roddenberry died. Like, yeah, yep, you're pretty, pretty much probably right. But, uh, oh, damn, and, uh, we Oh, and
0: have... we're recording this on Gene's birthday, so Oh,
1: that. well yay
0: happy birthday gene i guess enjoy this perversion of your vision
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i've heard that Majel was okay with it so you know good enough for me
0: they were developing michelle while he was still alive so you know yeah
2: Yeah, I... but i mean at that point he was wasn't he like incredibly sick
1: yeah and he I wasn't know, really yeah. that much of a part of it anyway like like they kind of kicked him upstairs yeah they, we talked about this he hasn't
2: yeah. he wasn't involved for a long time
1: yeah but in any case, this is amazing. Uh, it is a two-parter, so as we do with the two-parters, I'm just going to have uh, the the two summaries just go one right after the other. So, uh, Flonk, you up first. Kick it off with Homefront.
0: All right. It was a nice Homefront. day. Out. <laughs> it was a nice day out in deep space. Everyone was going about their morning routines when they got some horrible news from Earth. Changelings have flown planes into. Wait, this episode was written in 1995. Huh. Okay. So, yeah, there's a terrorist attack, and Ben and Odo get in the old fire truck and head to Earth. There, they work closely at Starfleet headquarters in San Francisco with Ben's old commander, Admiral Layton, chief of Earth security and solver of puzzles. But but first, they... Well, but they still have time every night to pop down to New Orleans for dinner with Ben's father. Sisko, Odo, and Layton have come up with many ways to find ch- any changeling infiltrators but the president of the federation some wishy-washy face motherfucker is worried about things like personal liberties and civil rights but we're at war, now sign this space react the changelings for their part are making things worse wandering around the academy pretending to be admirals oh, speaking of the academy, Nog is here but he's having trouble making friends so he decides he's going to join Red Squad <clears throat> they're an elite group of cadets special training, secret missions I even heard they killed a guy he asked Ben for a letter of recommendation, but Ben is a little busy trying to convince his father that it's perfectly normal and reasonable to let armed soldiers take samples of your blood. And just when you think, think things can't get any worse, the changelings unplug Earth! For Starfleet's response to the power failure, we now go live to, Can- to Robot Matt in Canada. Matt? Thanks, Fwok.
2: As martial law is declared on Earth and yellow-shirted officers are fitted with a Fraser rifle and a cowboy hat, Odo and Cisco do some research on the power outage. Odo notices that Nog's beloved Red Squad was doing some unauthorized beaming during the emergency, and Sisko shakes Nog down for info. There's some yelling involved. It's probably going to be a while before Nog is asking Captain Sisko for any more favors. A little more research reveals that the power outage was indeed the work of Red Squad and ordered by Admiral Leighton, presumably because it reminded him of a curious puzzle. It appears that Leighton is preparing to launch a coup d'etat against the Federation, putting Starfleet in control. Uh, Just for the duration, uh, of course. Sisko informs the Federation president and his weird Chinhorn, but that Chinhorn demands proof, and when Sisko tries to contact Red Squad, he finds that Layton's had them all sent upstate to a farm, where they can run free and be happy. Layton strips Ben of his command over Earth security, then sends him back to DS9, assuming that there he'll be no trouble at all. After all, a changeling dis- Excuse me. After that, a changeling disguised as Chief O'Brien hangs around to taunt Ben. Changelings may not understand us solids, but they've certainly mastered our ability to be draggy assholes. What a dick. Anyway, so Cisco contacts DS9 and then has the Defiant and the rest of the main characters sent over to Earth. Then he and Odo can excuse me. Then he and Odo continue searching for proof, finding that Leighton has authorized over four hundred transfers of Starfleet officers to Earth on the day that Chinhorn has a speech. Ben brings the info to the president, but Leighton's waiting with a- waiting there with a fake blood test and then has Ben arrested. Odo bust Ben out of jail while Leighton sends his old ship, the Lakota, to detain the Defiant, telling its captain that the Defiant is absolutely crawling with changelings. Then the Lakota and the Defiant fight, and it's fucking awesome. Eventually, the Lakota ship captain stands down, unwilling to kill any more fellow Starfleet officers, and with his ship gone and his plan revealed, Leighton steps down as admiral, surrendering to Sisko, and I ice up my knuckles after typing what has to be easily the longest summary I've written, since for the world is hollow and I have touched the sky.
1: (laughs) Not actually true. This is this is only the average length of a summary I would say.
2: This felt like a long one. Well, that's, there's a lot fucking going on in this. There was episode. a lot going on there really really was. You want to talk about busy episodes,
1: Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, really, let's start with the whole idea that Earth is supposed to be paradise. Mm-hmm. Cuz that's that's what we're talking about with the gene thing and this yeah. this says, well, yes it is, but there's still bad guys and bad stuff could still happen
2: there. But at what price, Al?
1: Yeah, at what I, price? I, I, look, I know. I, I lived through a, a very similar time to this yeah. that, as Flonk pointed out, happened several years after this episode was written.
2: Shockingly,
0: yeah.
1: Very, very prescient.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, prescient to I the like point to... that um, a young man named Snowden gets name-checked.
1: Yeah, that was that was a little unusual. Uh, I I do like your space tree act. That yeah. Nice and <laughs> <sound, laughs> <sound laughs> subtle there. I thought. Yeah. was good. Mm-hmm.
2: That right. was some damn fine portmanteauing, Funk.
1: <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Why well, you 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 approve of any portmanteau that includes the word space? Though, let's be honest,
2: that is true. Yeah, yeah.
1: But this really, like, it takes things to a dark place. But it also the thing about this show, I think it gets an undeserved reputation for sort of ruining the idealism of of the earlier series. The idealism is still there. Starfleet is still this reputable organization. And these guys just have a valid viewpoint that goes a little too far, and our mm-hmm. guy realizes it and steers things back.
2: Well, I think a lot of that is that 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 feeling is kind of the Federation's downfall in this case, like the fact that they're too they're too open, they're too unwilling to, uh, like ch- like check for anything. You know, they're really unprepared when for you know, like changelings to start coming to Earth. The president, especially.
1: Well, right. He he's he's clearly in over his head and has no idea what to do in this kind of situation no, at man. all. Uh, I don't know. Sure.
2: Security? Look, just don't. Look, I just don't want to rock any boats during this war. Okay, like
1: I already can't back up or go downstairs. So I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a really nice like. And again, this happened well before stuff like this happened in America. I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. it happened in other cultures. I'm sure they, they probably were alluding to other things. But obviously, the the big thing in our minds is, you know, 9-11. And um, it, it's oddly very much the same kind of thing. Like, well, our hearts are in the right place, but maybe we took this a little too far. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I don't like to maybe. get too political on, on any of the podcasts we do just because I don't want to get into it. But, <laughs> but it's, it's really <laughs> hard to, to avoid this one, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe don't be pulling random people off the street yeah. just to check them if they're a changeling or not.
1: Yeah, that that
2: might not maybe be. that's uh, maybe that's a bad thing. Could be. And damn it, if that shows my politics, then so be it.
1: It's it's mostly just I don't want to get a bunch of emails saying, "Well, you're wrong," blah blah blah. My side is right, and then we have to do that. It it'd be, it would be like the the um the <laughs> like uh, past tense thing only, only way worse. Matter. Yeah.
2: See, but here's the thing. The nice thing is we can delete those emails.
1: That's true. I'll go do that right now. Yep. Um, But yeah, this, I mean, it does take things to a dark place, and that's what I like. And I love yeah. that the changelings are causing all this discontent without really doing very much.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. All they had to do, and honestly, like, there's, like, I had this feeling at first that, uh, like, when the first changeling shows up on Earth, like, he, when the the one that was disguised as the Admiral... Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, you were actually really sloppy. But then it's like, oh wait, all you need is one guy turning into a bird and flying away. And it's like, well, Christ, how many of these? How many more of these guys? That's
1: are the there? thing. You want one guy to be sloppy and get caught. Yeah, yeah. They, and then that puts the idea in their head. Anybody could be a changeling.
0: Like they kick mm-hmm. it off by, by blowing up a uh, a conference. But then mm-hmm. after that, they they just kind of hang around and, and just poke people. They don't really do yeah. much.
1: Also, do we know if they blew up the conference or did the Starfleet guys do that?
2: No no cuz we there there was a there was a change link at the conference.
1: Well we saw a little shimmer in a in a video.
0: I think they, oh you got me there. I think they did because um that like uh sticking with with you know the the idealized future. I don't think they would intentionally go and like kill 27
1: people. I agree with you except Leighton was ready to kill the defiant. Yeah, yeah but at that point I would
2: yeah. Yeah that's true. It, it, it Although that is that you know I could, yeah. yeah, there's definitely an escalation there. I would like to believe that, you know, Leighton, that early in the game, wouldn't would willingly kill 27 people right. just to make a point.
1: And the thing is, I think Star Trek could only do this once. Like, play on, at that point, 30 years worth of, of goodwill. Mm -hmm. and say you think it's like this and then pull the bait and switch on you and say but starfleet's actually in the wrong this time like they really only had one shot to make that really work because next time we're going to be like yeah but some guys in starfleet are kind of shady who knows Mm -hmm. But this this first time they really did it right and they they very effectively played on like well this can't possibly be true Mm -hmm. there must be changelings because starfleet guys wouldn't do this right
2: well, you know, you back anyone into a corner and see how they act.
1: But the 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 whole first part is getting us on their side. Yeah. And then the second part is showing us how awful that was and how wrong they were. And that yeah. was that was some really good writing, I thought. It's
2: a ma- it's some really masterful writing. Just. Yeah. And to to make like to make Ben wrong. Yeah. You yeah. You know, because he's he's the one he's the one that comes to Earth and starts imp- implementing all of these new changes and stuff. All the secure all these security things that work. At DS9, because, you know, it's a pretty small space station right, right next to the enemy lines. And it's a military installation. And it's a military base, yeah.
1: It's actually a double military base, because the Bajoran militia is also there. Yeah. So you got you got two different fighting forces there protecting it.
2: Yeah, exactly. So it makes sense that you would need to blood test everyone that comes in and everything. You know? Right. Right that doesn't really fly on earth. No, not really. Where there's a bunch of people who aren't in Starfleet. Right. I don't know what they're doing with their time, but okay. they're not in Starfleet.
1: Let let's very briefly go into this. So, Cisco's dad, who we'll get into more in a minute, yep, owns a restaurant. Cisco's. Yes.
0: Are we sure about that cuz he doesn't really mention
2: it. It's it's subtle. He does, it doesn't come up a whole lot.
1: No, you don't really see the place, but you know, you have to you have to pick up on the clues. Yeah. Like when
2: he says he runs a restaurant 8 million times. Or
1: he's wearing a giant chef's hat and <laughs> yep. holding a meat cleaver. He equates
0: mm-hmm. everything to some sort of spicy food.
1: Right. Yep. He actually says at one point, Oh, ha, ha, spicy crawdad.
0: <laughs>
1: ben. But, okay, so he has this thing that is clearly a business. Yep. And So how does come, it work? People come there to eat his freshly prepared food versus replicating foods in their homes. Yep. So how did they...
2: Pay for that yeah I, we were talking about this and god we've talked about star trek <laughs> no academy and i don't want to
1: get too much into this because we've so talked about much. this a lot
2: but i swear to god if it weren't for one goddamn line and goddamn star trek 4 we would have no problems
1: i know but the thing is this is the first time we've actually gone to earth and seen a private business like yeah. the other times we've been to earth we've been to starfleet academy or we've been to a vineyard which is like mm-hmm. a you know like that could just be uh we're doing this for fun thing not for money like I don't I don't think Picard's brother did anything for fun. Well, you know what I mean, for tradition. Yes, yeah, so there you go. Which is what passes for fun in Europe. <laughs> Take that, Europe. Ouch. Um but but really this is the first time we've seen someone operate anything close to a business. What mm-hmm. what how to, like but I what, mean, and, and Matt, I think you pointed out, sure, running a restaurant could be someone's lifelong dream, but who the hell like who the hell's dream is it to like bus tables? Well literally
0: no one because one's. that's yeah. where you start. you that's the busboy is the ensign of the of the good ship Cisco's restaurant. He's the captain. So
1: you think there are people just as passionate about restauranting as they are about Starfleet?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Because and by that we've been you know. told like that said, the that reason Ben's Starfleet works is clearly uh, passionate about his business. Yeah, well, right. But it's his business.
2: Right, but it may, no, it makes sense to me that there's pe- there's you know enough people out there who are passionate about cooking that you know yeah. it would be easy for him to find like you know yeah, but again, people to with. bus
1: tables and like you, you know see, that's the thing.
2: There's there's no one out there who's passionate about bussing tables, especially in a society where no one tips.
1: Right. <laughs> Ooh, that's true too. What is your incentive?
2: The none. None incentive. of
0: incentive.
2: <laughs> I bust that table incredible. Yeah, and per, now I'm going home satisfied. Flunk
1: we're we're sort of in your area of expertise. Would you do do you do any of that stuff for the satisfaction of a job well done or do you do I do, do it so you?
0: that someday yeah. I'll be captain of my little restaurant. So, you know.
1: Right. But but again, Change there's, it's you to know, there's money involved. In any case, I just I I don't know. I can't I still can't work it out. It doesn't really matter, but it just it bugs me.
2: But the thing is like it, it's the scab where the more you pick at it, the worse it gets. Yep, but, so, and it just keeps getting worse.
1: Yeah, it, it really does. But I think I think it's time to move on. Let's talk about Cisco's dad. Oh yeah, oh, please. Who? I, this is my good thing, and I, I mentioned this a couple of times because I was excited that that he was coming up. And uh, when Brian was on, he pointed out he's only in like four episodes or something. Yeah, something really? Back. Yeah, some really but small yeah, number. I, I can only think of three. But maybe there's more. He just he looms so large in this in this series to me. Because mm. he's just so great, like he has this instant rapport with Ben. He's
0: well, great, yeah. and Ben's family relationships are are strong, especially with Jake, are a strong part of the series. Yeah. So it makes sense yeah. when you see his father that it would go in that. Yeah, same way. but he,
1: but like he and Jake didn't have that perfect chemistry in the pilot. It took like a season to really get to that great place.
2: Yeah, sure. no, the uh, Cisco and or uh, Avery Brooks and
1: and uh, Brock head. Peters.
2: Yeah, they hit up. They hit it off like right away. Yeah, they
1: and they. It is a very similar. Like I, I'm pretty sure it's written the same way. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a very similar chemistry that that he has with Jake. Like yeah. there's a lot of the same kind of dynamic there, and and he's just he's so fantastic. They basically took one of my favorite Star Trek characters, Bones, and made him the dad of one of my other favorite Star Trek characters. <laughs> it's like if Bones was a restaurant guy instead of a doctor, and he was Cisco's dad. Damn it, Ben. But he's a he's a cranky old man whose heart is in the right place. He jokes a lot. He's yep. you know he likes a pretty lady. Like he's you know he's just so bones. I love it. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. And just you know likes what he's doing. Yeah, but but you know anytime anything like goes against what he wants, he's bitching about it all the time. Yeah. And... Why the hell
2: am I having to get my blood tested? I'm not a changeling. Jake, you
1: think I'm a changeling? No, I don't
2: think you're a changeling. Jake doesn't think I'm a changeling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I love like. When, when the, the, when it shifts to something else, then he doesn't care about the blood tests anymore. Now he's mad about something like it's just, he's there to be Ben's sort of irritant slash like conscience. Yep. Just like bones was for Kirk. I love it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, Matt, I believe your bad thing sort of, uh, relates to. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as much as look, as much as I enjoy, uh, grandpa Joe Mm Cisco, As we took to calling him as the episode well, went on. Well, his
1: name is Joseph Sisko, so that, yep.
2: you know. As, mu- like, as much as I enjoy that character, he is exactly not the waiter I would want to have when I went out to a restaurant. There's a scene early, like right when he shows up, where he, you can see him talking to some poor woman at a table just, <laughs> and just making horrible jokes and being very loud, yelling at everyone in the entire restaurant about how, how they have to try the bread pudding for dessert. I'm like, oh, God. Yep. I can taste the embarrassment I would feel. And he's not even a real person.
1: <laughs> Flunk, let me ask you. Oh, okay. Is it is it encouraged for you to tell people what to order? Uh, yes. Really? No, I mean, you suggest things.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly.
1: But he like he's like, if you order anything but the bread pudding, you're making a big yeah, mistake. No,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm with Matt. I would not eat there. I think I would like working for him because he seems like a fun guy, but I, I yeah. would not eat there at
1: all. Yeah, No. Also, it sounds like he puts you to work like cr- like you will work your fingers to the bone working for that guy. Nah, that doesn't surprise me. Like he might be fun, but he is also a fucking taskmaster. As yeah, Mike, poor as Nathan, Mike. <laughs> poor
0: Nathan, stuck in the kitchen. Right. Yeah. Stirring gumbo, and he
1: was he was already here for the uh, for the Klingon episode too, and now he's <laughs> stuck in the kitchen. Too. Can
2: I come out now,
1: please? Nope, not till season five. Damn it. <laughs> So, Flunk, your, your, your good thing doesn't exactly, like, isn't exactly the same, but we're while we're still talking about civilian life and all that, before we really get into the meat of the military stuff, let's, uh, yeah, let's talk about your We good
0: thing. Uh, we get a little bit of a look into civilian life on Earth, um, specifically getting around the planet. Um, Starfleet's in San Francisco, obviously, but they go to New Orleans for dinner, they meet up with the President in Paris, and Jake even heads off to New Zealand for an hour. Like, civilian transporters are neat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm not again like the money thing. Who knows? Do you have to pay to use a transporter? I don't know. But like I know they ration out the transporters to the uh, cadets. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a limited resource. That might be a thing I where they don't them. want them. You know, they're in
0: the military. Ramply. They don't want them just hanging yeah, off yeah. whenever they want.
1: I, yeah, my my guess, and this is the total guess based on nothing, is that transporters are military um, technology, but the uh, civilians have access to like super fast shuttles and stuff.
2: I I could see that. I feel. I've like, also got this idea about like public transporter
1: parlors. Yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I think too. Where like they have like subway stops everywhere, but for transporters,
1: and like, but, like, like no one has to get in their it. house, Phone but parlor. you know, you go right. down no. to, the, to,
0: to the city square and they're there.
1: That's yeah. possible. I don't know. For me, like I just picture it only belonging to the military, and civilians can just like, you know, well, not like I right, said get on military, a but, yeah, the show. But
0: yeah, I think Or
1: page. if your dad is the captain and acting head of Starfleet security. You know, you can just be where you want.
2: Rank does have its privileges, out. Yeah, of course.
1: I mean, we've never really gone into that, because, the, you know, he doesn't get a lot of privileges on Deep Space Nine, but... Uh, no. Surely Jake must get some, you know, perks. Well, he hasn't been arrested.
2: Him and Nog ha- weren't a- haven't been arrested yet, so... Oh,
1: right. For uh, trying to unload some stolen self-sealing stem bolts.
2: No J Industries hasn't been shut down yet despite all of its corruption at the highest level
1: (laughs) No J Industries filed for chapter 11 (laughs) It's the worst crime you can commit Oh god (laughs) Well I don't know, joining Starfleet seems pretty bad Yep And not just root beer Yeah, well I mean that's that's our that equals Earth now (laughs) That's our stand-in symbol for Earth is root
0: beer Yep Okay with that
1: Yeah, that's fine um but yeah overall i mean it's it's cool it's cool regardless of how he got there it's cool that jake could just pop down to new zealand for an afternoon from his from his grandpa's restaurant in new orleans
2: There's, there's something about like and i never felt this way about you know their ability to say travel across the galaxy in the space of a few hours but being able to beam to new orleans for dinner that's cool to me
1: yeah yeah it is it's very cool i like that all right, I, I think we've talked pretty much all we can about the civilian stuff, and I, th- I think we should really get into the, like I say, the meat of the, the yeah. actual plot, which was I mean, this fucking amazing, just military, like, coup. Yeah. Which, I mean, stuff like that happened in Star Trek Six to some extent, but this is really the first time we've seen Starfleet guys just go full-on, like, yeah, yeah. conspiracy, and it's fantastic. And fuck, it's awesome. And Leighton feels sympathetic to me. Yeah. He
2: absolutely does. This is actually my good thing. All right. Like... He's not. He doesn't feel like the bad guy at all. Like he seems to genuinely think that the right course of action here is taking over control of the Federation.
1: Yeah, and he's like, a former uh, commanding officer of Cisco's, and so through Cisco, we sort of respect him. Like, oh, Cisco looks yeah. up to him, so he must be pretty okay.
2: Yeah. No, and like he's just he does a great job of being the antagonist without ever feeling like he's mustache twirling or anything, mm. you
1: know. I would say in the last act he felt a bit towards. No,
2: I, think, I don't. I don't even think then. I think by that point he was at the end of his. Yeah, role yeah, exactly. Time. I don't think he was. Uh, I certainly don't think he was getting into evil
0: territory.
1: Uh, I don't know. Ordering him defi- to to fire on the defiant was pretty. Yeah, ridiculous. no, I
0: I think he was getting desperate. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, that's what he had to do in order to. Because he was doing, he was going to make Earth safe at whatever cost.
1: Yeah. Right. At the cost of murdering a bunch of people. Well,
0: <laughs> yep. If that's what it takes. Yeah. Needs of the many, Al. Uh
1: huh.
2: It's a philosophy you may have heard of on this show before.
1: No, can't say that I have. It's not ringing a bell. Can you say it in the funny armist voice? Maybe I'll get it then. Needs of the many. Oh, yeah. Now it sounds familiar.
0: You're welcome, buddy. (laughs) I love you.
1: Yay. I'm surprised you didn't chime in with it, Blonk. I I left the door right open for you. I was too delighted. Okay. I was also delighted, I was standing here the whole time. How you doing old and there was only one set of slimy
2: footprints <laughs> that's when I was in liquid form
1: so is Armus a changeling I might be you solids <laughs> so racist but I don't know later... i can turn into
2: a seagull <laughs> <laughs> I love that
1: he I love that he mocks odo for turning into a seagull and then turns into a seagull
2: yep that was great just like delightful. And I mean, I talked about this a bit and how it actually makes sense, but I love the idea that there's—you uh, have a changeling on Earth who has passed flawlessly, all this time. No one's been able to figure out that he's a changeling. He spends five seconds with Odo and completely blows his cover. Yep. Yeah. Just, Just I hate I you so them. much. Well
1: the oh. thing is they talked about this and without really spoiling anything, I will just say this will come up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact that no changeling has ever harmed another and Odo killed that guy. Yep. That <laughs> will Odo come up again. Yeah. 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 Odo killed the guy. Never forget. But uh <laughs> the they, they won't. like they they haven't directly addressed it yet, but they clearly have a problem with it. like yeah. before they were always sort of like live and let live. Odo, yeah. I don't know why you choose to live with these solids, but hey, whatever, man. But now yeah. they're not like that at
2: all. No, we're you know. done. You're fucked, my son. You were
1: you were the first changeling to ever harm another, you were not a good person.
2: No. Yeah. You were a bad man and you made me cry.
1: I'm very bad man. Very, <laughs> very bad. Now I'm picturing them like wagging their little changeling finger.
0: <laughs> Sloshing
2: back and forth. <laughs> but they're just turning into giant wagging fingers. Yep. <laughs> With just... thousands of little feet on the bottom.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Why does everything have to have little feet? Because it creeps you out. It doesn't really creep me out that much. I just felt like that was how I should react. I don't actually care.
2: Oh, well then, damn it. <laughs> I was creeped out, Matt. It's okay. Aw, thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy.
1: <laughs> You're a true friend. But the the thing about Leighton being, you know, evil or whatever, like, I don't know, doesn't that sort of tie into your bad thing, Flunk? Like, his, his sort of crazy frame-up thing? Yeah, the
0: end, I, I don't know, it was just one specific part of the frame-up that just didn't make sense to me. Um, okay where they they throw the test ben's blood and they fake uh they fake it so he looks like a changeling um which they never say how they did it which kind of annoys me um mm. and then they send him to prison but there's like four other ways to double check the test if he's insisting he's not a changeling like he they could have shot him with the phasers that they that they'd already set up would, uh, would change him back or, yeah. you know, he's in prison for a day or two, he hasn't regenerated, so clearly he's not a changeling.
1: Yeah, but, and, and again, without getting too political, it's not like the military can't just throw you in prison for no reason. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: but this is the enlightened future military. Oh, I suppose that's I'd like to believe
2: that. I My, my assumption on that is just, uh, Leighton ordered them not to do those tests. Yeah, I mean they have to listen to him, and yep. it's not like the president's going to say anything
1: about it. And he knew he was framing him, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Good point. Fair. I mean, if
2: if any of the if any of the uh, guards or anything was like, "Well, can we run some more tests on him?" They can just say, "No, don't worry <laughs> about it. That's not your job."
1: Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. I've had my suspicions about this guy for weeks, and now yeah. uh, now they're confirmed. Yeah, yeah. I do think it was. There were there were some really sort of overly neat like uh, plot things. Like, Cisco, you're coming to Earth to be head of Starfleet Security for a week.
0: Yeah, that's... Well, he was supposed to be permanently head of Earth Security.
1: Well, they said acting,
0: but... Well, okay. Yeah, no, yeah, maybe you're right.
1: Even still, he did, they, they clearly weren't moving him from DS9 yet. No. Well, like, I, all his stuff I, is still there. I think they Because it's
0: supposed to just be a visit. I yeah. think they were, but because it's a TV show, they're not...
1: Uh, yeah, but and then like <laughs> Nog, the guy we know in the Academy, just happens to have a link to guys who are connected to the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Like there were there were a few sort of easy and the, uh, when
0: they find the, the transporter logs and uh, Ben calls up the one admiral who
1: just blatantly says, "Yep,
0: we sure did uh, do this. Well,
1: now you that great yeah, job buddy. of it, too. That I took to mean like, uh, OK, you're working for Leighton. You're obviously in on it. So mm. here's what's going on. Like that's that's how I interpreted that. I don't know.
2: I like H- Odo hiding in the cupboard for that scene. Yeah. Odo
1: just standing next to the screen like, "Nope, yep.
0: not here." Looking like he's on the cover of a, a poster of a rom-com. <laughs> Leaning against some woman.
1: No, yes. he's like, "I I live here in the black."
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think if you lived there, you'd have way less unbroken bones. More, way more crushed, crushed spirits. spirits.
1: We could just we just revert back to the whole Homestar thing well, again.
2: I like Cisco bad. I was
1: I I did start thinking of the the Earth President as as uh, strong sad after a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. <laughs> I'm sad because I'm President.
1: Look at my swoons.
2: <laughs> There's no other word for what those hands are.
1: No, he's just got like weird little yeah, glovey he's hands. He's got
2: weird but, like uh, beady glove hands. Yeah. Yeah, They're but still he, gross,
0: though.
1: But it, you know, like the man said, "Sorry about your face." Like, yeah, he's got a what? I, he's, he's got not exactly a horse, or a he's got this what he weird
0: has. skin, mustache, uh, a chin yep. handle. Yeah,
1: yeah like um, that, that, what's his that, name? Subulba from uh, from the Phantom Menace. Yeah,
0: yeah. and I'll, this, this is mustache. a weird thing about Star Trek that bothers me. Um, every time we see the President of the Federation, it's some weird alien that we've never seen before, and we never see again.
1: Well, I think that's just easy shorthand for, look, the, the yeah, future, like, the Federation okay. has lots of different you know, planets.
0: Be well, I know. Yeah, I know. But... It doesn't have to be Kurtwood Smith in a wig.
2: <laughs> I think that it actually should be Kurtwood Smith in a wig. I think it should always be Kurtwood Smith in some form or another. they are just like saying Kurtwood Smith. I do like saying Kurtwood Smith. Clearly.
1: Get over here, Kurt. Dumbass. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one of his lines from RoboCop, and I'm drawing a blank. Damn it. Bitches leave? Yeah. I'd buy that for a dollar, except we don't have money. Damn it! I work for Admiral Cartwright! <laughs> Let's do my fucking phone call. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, what what that guy... You're right, we haven't seen that race before, and I don't think we ever see them again. Nope. We nope. I never mean, the even see this guy the- again. They spent all that money <laughs> on that mask. Yeah, the producers said they didn't even like him, and I thought he was great. Like, as a peacetime, yeah. in over my head, what the fuck am I supposed oh, to do, president? Like
0: They said they, were, that was... they modeled him after Jimmy Carter, which actually is perfect. Yeah, it feels right.
1: <laughs> Jimmy Carter was unfortunately kind of a gentle man who came in during a really ugly period in history and yeah. couldn't really make people happy because they were all bitter and angry about Watergate. And he's like, yeah. everything's going to be all right. Just calm down. And <laughs> yep, there was yeah. a, uh, a power shortage. Yeah. So there was. And uh, you couldn't see it, but maybe when they put it out on Blu-ray, you'll see uh, Cisco's little whip inflation now button.
2: (laughs) (laughs) On the back of the shuttle? Yes.
1: (laughs) Next to the sign that says Malaise Forever. (laughs) He lusted in his heart. I could do Jimmy Carter references all day. (laughs) Nobody's going to get them. (laughs) I got a Canadian, and and and, uh, but both of you were born in the '80s. You have no idea who he even is, but uh, that's true. He's the I remember guy. the
2: dude. Yeah, I've heard the legend of Jimmy Carter. I almost George went and Washington
1: visited him. Carter. Yeah, yep. George Washington Carter. That's the he guy. was the guy
2: that chopped the George Washington.
1: <laughs> he chopped down George Washington's teeth,
2: <laughs> and built a railroad out of them. <laughs> that he was born in himself. himself. Yep.
0: <laughs> ah. Uh, we do have fun, fun here. here.
1: <laughs> that's uh, that, that's some real Washington Irving stuff you got going on there. Is he the guy that irved up on George Washington. He's he um well he wrote like the headless horseman and a bunch of other stuff, but he invented like half the uh, like the myths about like American history that yeah, yeah he, he just really wrote some ridiculous
0: movie. poem about George Washington and people t- decided and everybody it was believed fact. it yeah
1: mm-hmm. so yeah anyway um, my bad thing is not related to any of this, but uh, it really bugged me that Cisco could barely hide his contempt for Nog whenever the kid asked him for help. Oh, yeah, Yeah. man. Uh, Are you finished talking to me yet? I can't even eat with you in front of me. Oh, Oh my God, I was
2: going to enjoy this jambalaya, but now I can't because you ordered two grubs.
1: He just, he, like, looks him in the eye, holds the bowl out, and, like, empties it on the floor.
2: (laughs) Blah! This is what I think of you.
1: No, I can't eat this.
2: And I mean, like we know for a fact at this point that Cisco's at least pretty fond of Nog.
1: He respects him, if nothing else. He respects him. Yeah.
2: Like he, there, there's a there's a long scene in that one where uh, Jake and Nog almost break up.
1: Yeah. Where he's
2: like, "No, you, you guys are friends."
1: Yeah. Look, I used to hate this kid, but friends. now I think you need him. You guys are yeah. great. Yep. So, like, and he I, sponsored him for the academy.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you know, a little more, a little more respect for this kid. Come on.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's really weird. But,
2: Although, dog, seriously, you've been at the school for a month. Let's not be calling in favors from your friend's daddy just yet.
1: Yeah. The guy already went way out on a limb to, yeah. to recommend the first Ferengi to Starfleet. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and now you wanna, you've want to? you been there a month and you want to join the super elite squadron? All right. Yeah the, yeah,
1: the squadron that killed the guy already? How about uh-huh. you
0: pass a test first?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I like that that's what he says to Jake. Oh, it's school. I have to do school. Yeah, it's
0: the academy.
2: <laughs> yeah yep. but think about it at least you're not being taught by Keiko
1: this is true yeah
2: no nah, where's your homework
1: Ugh. I'd rather the Borg come back
2: please please let the Borg come back.
1: <laughs> they do mention the Borg incident being the last like the only time in the last like hundred years or so that uh that Earth has been scared for anything but yeah I, you know I mean they're they're fudging that a little because there was that whale probe there was V'ger. There, you yeah. Know, Oddly, but, uh, once Kirk retired, all that stuff stopped <laughs> happening.
2: Yeah, funny that. Wonder how that happened. I don't know. Maybe they—maybe uh, he stopped taunting giant
0: probes from space. <laughs> they stopped running into godlike beings that were just throwing shit at them all the time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> maybe he finally just said, "Yes, I am Jackson Roy Kirk. Fine, whatever." <laughs> Man, I love the name Jackson Roy Kirk.
2: Jackson Roy Kirk. know you should. You know, if you ever have to fake your death and have a new identity, Al, that's definitely something to think about. I think
1: I actually said this in our episode guide. Uh, if I ever checked into a hotel under a fake name, I'd want it to be Jackson Roy Kirk.
2: <laughs> is that Jackson Roy Kirk, sir? No, Roy Kirk. One name. Come
1: on. Of of the... Uh... The Philadelphia Roy Kirk. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I was trying to think of a spacey, like, uh, Rigel Five. The Andorian Roy, and... Roy Kirk. The Andorian Roy Kirk. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Everything is always uh, an Andorian something. Yeah. Yep. Like or a red jellion.
1: It it follows us around like an Andorian dog. And something
2: bad happens.
1: <laughs> so we got the wormhole opening and closing all the time, like yep. uh, something bad is about to happen. And... No
2: one really seems to... I mean, all they're sort of doing is looking out the window and just being like, oh, that's weird. Well... Like, no one seems to think maybe we should be checking for, you know, cloaked ships or something.
1: Well, I'm sure they have the sensors set to look for stuff like that. Nothing there. I mean, you know... There's, there, I'm sure there's some remote outside hope that some Cardassian or Romulan ship survived and is limping back home now. Yeah, I could see that. So they're probably still looking for that.
2: I just picture Kira out there in a spacesuit yelling, Keep the door closed! What, you're raised in a barn?
1: <laughs>
0: there's uh, some uh, uh, space cat that just keeps on running in front of the wormhole, building <laughs> it up. <laughs>
2: just it's, setting uh, off the sensor. It's O'Brien's puppy. <laughs> Oh, right, his his
1: computer puppy.
2: Yes, his computer puppy.
1: Of course. Oh, it's going in
2: and coming out again. Make up your damn mind.
1: (laughs) So he just builds a doggy door in the wormhole.
2: (laughs) It's a little tiny mini wormhole at at the the bottom uh, of the
1: regular wormhole. That's basically
0: what the um, relay is.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yep. Uh. So what else? Oh, we got uh, Dax breaking into Odo's quarters and moving his stuff like one centimeter to the left. Yep. Just to fuck with him. That that's that's wrong, man. It is wrong. It's also
2: very Dax. It is very Dax.
1: But it's come on, dude. Dude's got a mental illness. Don't don't fuck with him. Come on. Hey,
2: you got some real brain problems there, eh, Odo? Let me poke him with a (laughs) stick.
1: Yeah, exactly. Hey, bugging you? You got some anxiety? I'll show up in your room at four in the morning and stare at you while you (laughs) (laughs) sleep. That'll help, right?
2: <laughs> I'm going to fax you texts saying things you should have done.
1: <laughs> fax you?
0: Yes. All right. Yeah, it's the future. It's the future back to the future. Yeah, they have oh, fax right. machines in every single thing. Uh...
1: Well, well yeah, yeah, in 2015 we will, but not by, like, the 24th century. Oh, well, yeah,
2: no, you're fired.
0: They're space faxes.
1: Fujitsu-san, konnichiwa. <laughs> If only he hadn't gotten that uh, runabout race with needles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is this is the first time we've gone back to Earth and not gone back in time for some reason. Yeah, which is odd. That is a plus. Odd that it took them three trips to Earth to finally get there in the present.
2: Apparently, they missed the big time portal right outside of Earth. I guess.
1: Just like very strange. Yep. Um. What else? Uh, I, I really liked the uh the establishing shots of like Starfleet uh command looked good and uh, oh, yeah. Paris looked good. Like there was a lot. All of ours looked
2: really uh, looked really sharp. Yeah. yeah, it did. You know what were we gonna they say? Oh, uh,
0: no, that uh, Ben was wearing a TNG uniform the whole time.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah yeah, and he looks pretty damn sharp in it. Yeah, it does.
0: We have
1: a we have a uniform change coming up soon that. Tiny, tiny spoilers, I yeah. suppose that that I'm super happy with. So, uh, oh yeah,
2: I love the I love the look of the uh, yeah
1: yeah the, the next uniforms. The well, we've seen them in we yeah. them on this show because we saw them in first contact.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, it's the first
2: contact uniforms. They're right. coming.
1: Yeah, and th- those are my favorite of all the uh, of all the modern Star Trek. Like yeah, I, I so like the classic ones fun. the best, but then I like those. Yeah. Uh, no,
2: um, for the, like we were looking at Memory Alpha, and you know everyone was really disappointed with this show because apparently they didn't have the money they needed for it. Like Way the way the warrior got well. There was there that.
1: were a couple of sequences I could see their point. Like the space battle could have been flashier, but it was still pretty damn impressive. Yeah,
2: you yeah. know I think I think they did a damn good job.
1: Yeah, and like this, the, you know, uh, the, the did there
0: were any problems until they started pointing them out. Right. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, but they even apparently like put up a big note that said like don't uh, don't, don't do
2: like Paradise Falls. Or... Yeah,
1: don't do Paradise Lost again. That yeah. that was a bad idea. Like, wow, really.
2: Jesus Christ, that was a good episode, guys. Yeah,
1: this is, like I say, I think these are the best episodes we've done yet. Absolutely. Like, yeah. we're on a new plateau here. We're, we're, th- there's some pretty next level shit happening here.
2: Yeah, no, these, these episodes, they do a perfect job of walking the line between, like, big, like, like main story. Yeah, and, yeah, lots of thoughts uh, like and action
1: par- and stuff, but it's also a really good character piece.
2: Yeah, there's tons of great character stuff in this.
1: And we introduced a new character, like on to- like while we're still exploring S- mostly Cisco, but mm-hmm. a little little bit of Odo as well. Like we yep. also get his dad. Like we're we're world building at the same time. I thought you meant Jaroshino. yeah, character. Yes. Everybody
2: loves Jarishino.
1: <laughs> Jar- uh- the, the, the the cherry president. <laughs> Jaroshino. Actually I, also... I, k- I kept thinking they were saying Jared Leto. Jar- oh yes. <laughs> Wow, it was, um, fucking now I can't remember his name. Never mind. I was going to make a, a sly reference to his character in My So-Called Life, and now I can't remember. Uh, I can't
0: help you there. I never saw yeah, that. It's My yeah. So-Called Life.
1: I want to call him Bob Sakamano and that's not right.
0: <laughs> oh, this is going to torture me. I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: That's okay. Somebody I... does. Some... I bet your brother is screaming at his... Uh, <laughs> teen girl show, yeah, that sounds like his... Jordan wheelhouse. Catalano, thank you. Jesus Christ. That uh, was killing <laughs>
2: this me. This just in for Brian.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, so what else?
2: I love... Um, There's a there's a little scene right at the beginning. Um, I mean, it starts with Odo yelling at Quark about what Dax did to his quarters. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of moves on to Odo talking to... Bashir and O'Brien. Oh, God. But we
1: get Bashir and O'Brien doing their Battle of Britain holosuite yeah. thing, which I fucking love.
2: But I, it's such a great show of how far Odo's come.
1: That's true. Because they, like, okay, so first of all, they come out and they're like, blimey, the Jerry's, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. they're drinking their pints and they almost smash the glasses and they're all excited. And then they say, Odo, you're going to join us next time, right? And Odo's like, yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, we're at a point where Odo, like, when he, when we first started this show, like, he didn't have anything to do with anyone, no. and now he's forming relationships with these guys. He's got this, like, good-natured teasing with Dax going on. Yeah. Like, in the first season, he seriously probably would have just arrested her.
1: <laughs> well.
2: We're, we're at the point now where they do this weird game where she moves all of this crap, he gets mad and makes her move it back. It's adorable.
1: Yeah, it is pretty adorable.
2: And the idea of him, like, we know he's joined Chief O'Brien for the occasional kayaking adventure. But, well, somebody's like, got to
1: tend to Chief O'Brien's constantly breaking arm.
2: Yes. <laughs> Well, that's why he bef- befriended uh, Doctor Bashir.
1: Right, he learned. He, he took a page from the Kirk book of make your best friend a doctor if you're going to get hurt or sick a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's also why he hasn't gotten any STDs.
1: Well, that, that and, uh, germs don't stick on Keiko because she just yells them away. <laughs> but no, you're you're absolutely the right. <laughs> he's he's definitely come a long way.
2: Yeah. No, it's, I just I really like seeing that kind of thing
1: i like, like, we really only get one Bashir O'Brien scene, but it is just perfect. Yeah, it's that's great. a lot of fun. And
0: O'Brien's Those got this crazy two, accent when he's doing it. And, yeah.
1: yeah, he's doing, like, a cockney, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a delight.
2: We, we do have another O'Brien scene.
1: Though. Yeah, well, sort of. We have another <laughs> Cole Meany scene. Yeah. Which he puts the Meanie in Cole Meany. Mm-hmm. Just playing, like, crazy mustache twirly supervillain.
2: Yeah. It's actually my quote, too. Ah, well, let's let's stick that in there.
0: How many changelings do you think are here on Earth right at this moment? I'm not going to play any guessing games with you. Ah. What if I were to tell you that there are only four on this entire planet? Huh? Uh, Not counting Constable Odo, of course. Think of it just four of us. And look at the havoc we've wrought.
1: How do I know you're telling me the truth?
0: Oh, four is more than enough. <laughs> We're smarter than solids. We're better than you. And most importantly, we do not fear you the way you fear us. In the end, it's your fear that will destroy
1: you. Are you finished? Finished? <laughs> We've barely begun. I love, I love it. Yeah. And you can tell like there's a there's a quote actually on Memory Alpha from Colmenei saying I was just having fun with this and they seemed to like it it's and it's yep.
0: very clear he was having yeah. fun with it.
1: Yeah. Oh man,
2: it was just wonderful.
1: Well, the thing the thing about O'Brien is yeah, you see him have fun, but he's always still a bit stoic and a bit sort of, you know. Yeah. Like he fit on the Enterprise. He he never really loosened up that much. No. Right. So to see him just kind of having some Avery Brooks fun.
2: So <laughs> Captain Cisco. Yeah. Maybe he... You
0: think you can defeat the Mighty Dominion, do you? <laughs> Maybe he knew since he was playing in a scene against David Brooks, he's like, I gotta fucking step it up. Yeah, he, I mean, he saw last he... week's
1: episode with the uh with the James Bond thing and he's like, Oh shit, so that's where the bar is now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I okay. can top that. Yeah, I don't know that he can top it, but he definitely gave it a good shot. Good challenge accepted, Chief. Yeah. It was fantastic. Whatever it was,
2: uh huh. Let's rock.
1: Yep. No, that was that was a lot of. Fun. I
2: lo- I loved it.
1: Yep. Uh, what else?
0: What else? I'll. Um, is this the first time in Star Trek history that Part Two is actually better than Part One?
1: Well, according to the producers, well, no. Yeah, but. But, but yeah, maybe.
2: I, I mean we've had we've had part twos that are equally as good as part
1: 1s. Yeah, I mean uh, my 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 ongoing problem with next gen is part two usually sort of drop the ball where part one had well, some great setup tra- and... Time Travelers. Uh, and of course drop
0: the ball is copyright Deep Space Nine, so Yes.
1: Of course. <laughs> um but but usually their like season ending cliffhangers sort of like disappointed me with the season premiere, yeah. you know, sleep data. Like okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But DS9, I don't know, like, because they haven't done a lot of, I don't, have they done any season-ending cliffhangers yet? No, I think they were told not to do them. Yeah, this was actually supposed to be like season three finale, season four premiere, and they said, no, we're trying to get new viewers, don't do something like that, try to start with something sort of fresh. Yeah. And they did a good job of that because mm-hmm. yeah, that's boy, one of the other you
2: know. reasons they didn't like this one. They had to move it to mid season instead, or to mid season instead of. Uh...
1: That's what I liked watching this in real time, like back in the day. Like, yeah, and it just I didn't comes out of this... nowhere. I didn't see this big repercussion, like major story thing happening in mid season yeah, at yeah. all. No, next gen like... had me, you know, expecting that stuff to happen at the end of the season, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So it was nice.
2: Yeah. Well, that's one of the great things about serialized uh, storytelling. Yep. Big stuff just shows up sometimes.
1: That's true. Um, oh, let's see. Uh, going back to Leighton, actually, I was watching with Amanda, and she pointed out how uh, Leighton is a lot like a Commodore from the original series.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I could see that. And so, uh, thinking about that, all the talk about it being against Gene's vision, I mean, I guess it's not wrong, but we have seen that kind of thing in Star Trek before.
2: Well, listen, that vision didn't appear until yeah, uh, I know. the movies. <laughs> I know. As you well know.
1: Yep. I do know. <laughs> Uh, what else?
0: Um, so... The, the ship... Go ahead. Um, when the, the, um, when the Defiants come to Earth and, uh, Leighton sends a ship to take care of it, um, mm-hmm. it's an Excelsior-class ship, and for some reason he thought that this hundred-year-old ship would beat Starfleet's top-of-the-line ship piloted by a Klingon.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. top Top-of-the-line, prototype, one-of-a-kind warship, the only warship in the entire fleet. Mm-hmm. Against a ship that was piloted by, by Captain, Captain Sulu a yeah. hundred yep. years ago.
0: Oh my! Yeah. And Worf is in by ass. Time.
1: Yeah, and then and then Worf, the most like you know trigger happy officer in the fleet.
0: Yep. We
1: should kill what? it. You could tell. You could see the pain. You could see Dorn was clearly putting that. In. Like shoot, uh, just disable their weapons. I guess. Uh... Damn it. <laughs> Aim for the guns. I fi- I'm finally in charge. There's nobody to tell me not to do it, and I have to hold back. Damn it! Still killed twenty six Starfleet officers, though. I killed fifty men. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep, but we don't. I mean, some of those were on the Defiant. I think twenty six was the total count. 20- twenty six. No, ships. it was twenty
2: six casualties on the Dakota or on the Lakota. Oh. Okay. Uh, two on the on the Defiant. Oh, okay. So we know who won that fight.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Yeah. It was like Flonk just said. I mean, there's, there's yeah. really no contest.
0: Yeah. No, uh, we got better phasers and quantum torpedoes now. All right. It's still a hundred-year-old ship. Yeah,
1: yep. I, and apparently they didn't know that the Defiant had armor, which uh-huh. I thought was one of its main selling points at the beginning.
2: Yeah, that and the cloaking device.
1: Yeah, which, you know, our Romulan overseer just sort of disappeared, <laughs> but...
2: Uh... What, happened to what happened to that guy anyway? Oh, Cisco sent him out of the cornfield.
1: No, it was, a, it was a chick. It was a lady Romulan.
2: What happened to that guy, lady, <laughs> saved.
1: They don't have pronouns on Romulus. It's that's just right. one neutral like thing.
2: Yeah, that's why they call it the neutral zone.
1: Uh. <laughs> you live for that reaction from me, don't I you? I do live for
2: that reaction from you. Actually,
1: you can see me like pinching the bridge of my nose. Probably, it's,
2: it's the kiff noise that does it. <laughs> uh.
1: The boy, sir.
2: <laughs> you kiff? You lay out my formal shorts. Uh. Uh.
1: What else? Anything?
2: Uh, I love that shitty little guy that uh, was head of Red Squadron. Oh, God. With his giant head.
1: Yeah, he looked like a a grown-up's head on a kid's body. Yep. With his His... giant horse mouth where he looked more like a horse than the horse president.
2: (laughs) (laughs) President horse, if you will. Hello,
1: I'm Cadet Ed. (laughs) Stop
0: twice to vote yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, sir. I don't like it. I hope I don't have to go down any stairs to get out of here. <laughs> I I just like that reference, I don't know why.
2: Two things I know about horses, you guys. Yep.
0: One, they got a big truck they like to work on.
1: <laughs> well they do have a big truck they like to work on. <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah, this um, cadet douchebag, he was so smug as he's telling the story of how they cut Earth's power.
1: This was his first grown-up mission. And, right? Like, he's doing something super important, and he's just a cadet. He's got to be super thrilled but
0: about it. He can't it. tell yep. that the angriest man in Starfleet is standing right in front of him?
2: Well, I mean, if you're a cadet, I imagine you're used to people yelling at you.
1: Yeah, probably.
2: It, I, as far as I can tell, it's part of the. Uh, it's part of how, what happens at Star. The King.
1: thing is, Cisco directed his anger to trick the kid into telling him. Like, yeah, and yeah. it worked. He's like, but you screwed it all up, didn't you? No,
0: no, sir. Sir, I did not, sir. No, we didn't, sir, sir.
1: Exactly <laughs> as planned.
0: He uh, wasn't just digging his own grave. He walked over to the computer, replicated a shovel, walked out <laughs> into the quad, and was like, S- uh, "Captain, is this a good place?" <laughs> I don't stop digging until I tell you to
2: cadet,
1: dig up, stupid, <laughs> no, but I mean, Cisco is like tricking him into revealing it though mm-hmm. like, like he keeps saying he fucked it up, which then made him admit everything like it was yep. pretty yeah. some pretty good psychology there
2: well, that's what happens when you send a kid on an important treason mission, <laughs> yep.
1: which again felt like they only did that because we had an in with Nog, and we had a way to tie the story to someone we already knew, yeah. Little, little sloppy, but not, mm. not a big deal, really. The thing is, there was so much to like about this. There were a couple of minor things.
2: Yeah, there's, there's holes in it, but they're not really worth poking at, you
1: know. No, not really. Because overall... the o- yeah, overall yeah, it's episode the, is so well done. The Star Trek yeah. Six thing, where yeah, not perfect, but who cares? Yeah, doesn't matter. This is, yeah. this is great stuff. And, um, and again, without really spoiling anything specific, this does definitely set up some stuff for later. Ah, oh, yes. Like there's a, there's a lot like we this is sort of this is sort of like here's the new direction you guys this is this is the blueprint for where we're going. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's a map if it's where we're going. I guess it's a blueprint if it's, we're building something. This
2: one tells you where we're going. This one tells you where we were. Yes, Sixth
1: and it's not eight, yesterday's date for three, Christ's yeah. sake. <laughs> it's 2015.
2: God, how oh, did they do that again yesterday? Good no, board. not
1: yesterday, but sometime this week. It was a... freaking. Yeah.
2: 2015. Yep. It's not hard. Go watch the damn movie. It's pretty good.
1: Yep. Anyway, Ugh. anything else?
2: Um, I got one thing I wanted to talk about, but not until we get to the spoiler section.
1: All right. Flank, what about you? Um,
0: oh, there's a Fulian Observer
1: that got killed. I thought that was a
0: nice reference. Yep. And um, Jake doesn't have pointy sideburns. That's how you know he's a civilian.
2: It's true.
1: <laughs> yeah, good point. Is that it? That's it. All right, well. Also,
2: uh, Papa Sisko spends all of his time in his pajamas.
1: Well, yes, his, yeah, his yeah, clothes have like, a very yeah. pajama-like quality yeah. to them. Well, I'm already in my pajamas. (laughs) Uh, Did we play both of your quotes? Oh, no. I don't think Uh, we got to yours. We definitely did
2: mine. I don't think we did flops. No.
0: Uh, Mine is just, I couldn't let an episode pass without at least talking about Klingons, so this is worth talking about Klingon gods. I prefer Klingon beliefs. I suppose your gods aren't as cryptic as ours. Our gods are dead. Ancient Klingon warriors slew them a millennia ago. They were more trouble
1: than they were worth.
0: I don't think I'll ever understand Klingons.
1: Don't worry about it, Major. Nobody does. Yeah, that was pretty fantastic. We've I actually quoted that, that before, and I thought yeah. I thought he had said that before, but maybe we were inadvertently spoiling things. Mm. Oh, well. Whatever. It's going to happen. Speaking of spoilers, that is where we're going now. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, now is the time to leave.
0: Okay, this is a, l- nice this a little... Nice spoiler room. Yeah, right? it's, yeah. It's, this is for
1: your first time in here, huh? It's nice.
0: Yeah, these got these leather chairs, brandy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so air conditioning. than the, yeah. the slopper feet feeding the other people.
1: Know, well, right? you know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep them. You know, we gotta keep them sated, but we don't have to give them the comfy stuff. Yeah. You know. What were you gonna say, Matt? So this is
2: a little thing, but I noticed it. Um, we have O'Bri- Odo's heading for Earth, and we have O'Brien run up and be all like, "I just want you to go in and check on my parents while you're, uh, mm-hmm. while you're on Earth. You know, just swing by, see them in Dublin, make sure they're okay." And Odo's like, "All right, I'll see if I have time." You want me to check on your parents, doc- Doctor and Bashir's Just like, nope. Oh yeah, yeah. there is a yeah, definite
1: sort of like eye shifty. Like, no, I'm I'm fine. Nope, I'm, not even a
2: little bit. That's fine. They're yeah. fine. Everything's fine. No, How are I, you? I
1: caught that too. So if yeah. we all three caught it, there's definitely something going on. There. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought and that. Was no, I just one thought one of those, those that just pops up randomly and they act like it was always there, but no, apparently not this time. Or, I mean, or even if that's the case, it
1: works. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible they they knew something vague, like he's got problems with his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and that's it like they, they were going to expand on it later
2: but yeah, I mean it's... yeah that like it works it definitely works and yeah. it's a nice little nod to what's to come
1: and the thing is even if it wasn't it's some people react that way no yep. don't like to talk about I mean that would be me yep. nope don't look up my family They're you fine. want me to check
2: in on your parents absolutely not
1: look you don't want to check in on my parents <laughs> trust me yeah you will regret it <laughs> yeah um
2: I would like us to continue to be friends Odo
1: right You, you don't need to meet those people I wouldn't wish that on anyone <laughs> um trying to think of what, else, like, because I mean, really, this all, like, sets up the Dominion War, but I don't know that there's anything specific the more I think. Not about it.
2: really, no. Well, there's the um, Section
0: 31 infecting Otto
2: Oh, that's right. That does happen now.
1: Yeah, but we don't have. Oh, I guess that is. I guess yeah, that does happen.
2: This is when they did it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess that's the only time he was on Earth in the present.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Red Squad will come back in a couple of years. Oh, will they? Yep.
1: Red Squad um, will return.
2: Um, yeah. Nog, Nog makes it in. All eventually.
1: Right. Excellent. And then he kills a guy. <laughs> and then he loses his leg.
2: Do we actually know if it's Red... Was it Red Squad? No, it was, it was from, uh... Squadron. Okay, that was it. it was here. So they shut that one down and started a new one. Basically. Always a good idea to, keep, <laughs> to make yeah. sure there's an elite team of yeah, white people.
0: It, here's a pro tip if you enter Starfleet Academy. Don't join an elite group of cadets. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. I feel like they do that every him. few years anyway.
0: And it never works.
1: Yeah, they might call it something else, but they they you know, they probably do that bullshit. It's, it's, like, it's like fraternities. Yeah. They're always like, yeah, well, we're all one team, but we want to be a better, smaller we're the, team. We're from... the
2: better team. You know, we're yeah. better than you guys. Right.
0: Um, oh, fuck you too.
1: But I'm trying to think of the next big event is probably not going to be till the finale right where oh, we
0: that the, uh, have to have a look at uh mm-hmm. take over is that this season or next season
1: oh no no that's next season oh, the, right. the the end of this season is um when they reveal that Gawron was the changeling right movie. right
0: right right, right, right. right. Okay. well
1: <laughs> well you know yeah but that's that's the reveal like they that's needed
2: the... they needed two separate changelings just to be his eyes <laughs> <laughs>
1: But because the the next season premiere is is when they're disguised as Klingons and we get the most Gowron of all Gowron lines, mm. "Glory to you and your house." <laughs> so that's I'm looking forward to that. That's going yes. to be my quote whenever we get to that one.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. So I think yeah, I think that's all. everything. Yeah. Uh, short as ever, week, but, so. the website, posttumachorror.com, the Tumblr, posttumachorror.tumblr.com. You can write to us, posttumachorror at Gmail. Basically, just slap at on something, and it probably will go to us. Yep. And.
2: Flunk, anything you want to plug?
1: Flunk um, to on Twitter. Cool. Very well. Oh, yeah, we're on Twitter. We never say that. Yeah, that's right. If you're on Twitter, and you like to hear people talk a lot, <laughs> then you should follow us <laughs> mm-hmm. at Algar, A-A-L-G-A-R.
2: I'm at Robot Matt.
1: Yep. What were you going to say,
2: fun? MATT.
0: Seeing the three of us talk about Star Trek isn't enough. Then you can watch it online too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. You often live tweet when you're when you're yes. watching Star Trek, and mm-hmm. I'm like, damn it, you're making some of the jokes that I'm going to make on the show. Stop it. <laughs> I need those
0: jokes. It's hard when I'm doing this because I, I have to remember to put the phone down.
1: Yep. All right, we are leaving now. So Matt, say your thing.
0: See you, folks. <laughs>
1: The Post-Atomic
0: Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2014. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.